0: Huh?
1: Tribe into trap. This is for
2: Believe in Miracles.
1: Hey, I play chess, but only in 4D. I'm by myself, but they think I'm 4D. When they see me online, they think they know me. Go ahead, like, a subscribe. You got to show me. I apply pressure, and they try to reject it. Clearly, ain't see I was a diamond, so they didn't accept it. Told me I was a failure, so I said, F it. Might even start my own school and teach them a lesson. Yeah, I'm going to call it self harmony Huh. Fly down south and get the south popping <laughs> One day I'ma give you a walk through and introduce you to this walk too. <laughs> I know you lost, that's just dynasty talk Cause you can't start no franchise without no dynasty talk I took a break from the game, nicked all my dynasty stock Till I came back like Wimby Yama, I feel like Coach Pop I can't say that I'm the GOAT, cause you ain't gonna agree But if I own my own farm, I can make the GOAT Me, the ladies love the beard, and they used to love the GOAT That's when I was a lamb, burning music on CDs I wasn't born in 88, December 87 I was 16 days away, my flight Dollars, why not? I just got paid today. When I land this dirt statue, I can't fade away. Check the timeline for the stories and the play by play. My life a Patreon, Link. You gotta pay the play. I work 16 hours, boy. That's a 88. X Factor like this Brian, my boy 88. Watch dream light like when you living like a heavyweight. This ain't a one-week thing, we grind like every day. They know my destination, Devi, like I hang with Ray. If they ain't know my name, I bet they know my name. It Day. Treat this mic like an ATM, let's make a trade today. Drop this on Fizzle Friday, cause that's my favorite day. And I'm gonna do it my way, cause that's my favorite way. They tried to put me on the shelf like I'm laying away. Told me it ain't no way, so I made a way. Huh? Welcome to South Harman, huh? I'm glad you're here today. Welcome to South High Man, I'm glad you here today. here today. I'm glad you here today. Welcome to South High and I'm glad you here, here today. I'm glad you're here today. Hit that Patreon link if you here to stay. Huh? Treat this mic like an HEM, let's make a trade today. <laughs>
2: let's get it man that gets me so hype and I couldn't be more hype to be here for Tuesday AMA Mike is you know he's not gallivanting he's actually working right now but he's not here (laughs) so what do I do who are you gonna call it's not the Ghostbusters it's the executives we got the executives on the South Harmon Tuesday AMA couldn't be more excited Cody and I got to meet up kick it at the expo uh, obviously, Mike too, and then Maddie. Um, you know, we didn't get to kind of rekindle the bromance. Uh, he he ditched us this year, but uh, figured, you know what? Let me go ahead and get him on camera and uh, see what was so important that he couldn't make make the expo, man. You know,
0: yeah, things happen in August. A lot of things happen in August. Matter of fact, we had just come off vacation. Me and the fam went camping, as Cody says. We were out in the woods. <laughs> Uh, we were, oh, and then after that, my <laughs> wife had to go to Florida the next week, and then I actually went to the great state of Missouri last week. So okay. it was just a ton of traveling. I couldn't wedge it in, but August 9th, to the, I think the eleventh, whatever it is.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I'll be in Canton, mother effers.
2: You better you be, man. Stop me. You better You couldn't be. stop me. Um, we we got the listen. We talked to the the guy who owns the school. We got it rented for a whole week, man. As soon as Hall of Fame's over, we're there. You don't have to be there, but we will be there, and uh, couldn't be more excited for next year already. But, Cody, man, it was a, it was a blast kicking it with you. How you doing tonight, man?
3: I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. Uh, I uh, don't have kids, so I have no excuses like Maddie <laughs> and my wife. My wife, uh, I left her. She went to Minnesota, and I got the whole house to myself for about a week and a half to get ready for the season. So I'm just fucking big chilling by myself right now. I and, love it, uh, man getting some work in love to
2: hear love to hear it man um cody says dog we got a bunch of people here we got skippy here fizzles obviously in the building uh jay ellis we got dr b harris everybody's here man everybody's here except mike uh mike is not here so on that note we got some news today man um still kind of ruffling and tussling with what am i gonna do with all the jonathan taylor shares i know everybody here is asking the same thing um Kind of just want to start by asking you guys. We get the news today. When they put him on the trade block, let me just say my preface with where my thoughts were. They did that, and in my opinion, there was really no way they were actually going to trade him, especially if they're saying they want a first-round pick. Nobody even really wants to pay Jonathan Taylor what he's probably asking, let alone add a pick to the package. So, hey, here's my first-round pick, and as soon as he gets here, we're going to sign him to a long-term deal that's crazy high. So, in, in a way, I think it was... I'm not gonna say sabotage but just a little fake like there was not likely to be a deal come through and they say yeah we're gonna take this deal hope to, I hope so because uh, mm-hmm. I think Jonathan Taylor deserves to be somewhere where he could play but now because there wasn't now we get the news today he's gonna be out for sure the first four weeks there's no certainty for his future so I'm just curious like between how we got here and the news we have today do you have any initial thoughts on the matter and um, we can get into you know deeper dive of it after that
0: well, throughout the whole thing, it just felt like to me that Jonathan Taylor needed to move on for him to truly like be the asset that we wanted in Dynasty because the relationship was completely torched. The things that were said off jump between him and the owner were just not going to be patched over. Then they actually let him seek a trade. Now, what, my my thoughts were when they were able to do this, what are they? What is he saying to these teams? Are they, you know, are they saying like, hey, well, we'll we have interest in you, but we're not going to overpay. Maybe we'll see him free agency in a year because they are speaking. So, what are they saying? And then to have no trade come through, and also really nothing sounded even close. Yeah, Is it just negotiating in bad faith for the Colts? Is it all the things that you just mentioned, Adam? So I don't know. But my question is to you guys. If he was traded to the Miami Dolphins at 9 a.m. today, is he on the pup list for the first four games for the Miami Dolphins?
2: Don't know. I don't know. That's that's a great question, man. That's the great question that no one actually does. No
0: one was going to trade for a hurt running back.
2: That's another good point. Cody, let me ask you, what, what are your thoughts on the matter? Because I'll say this. I I feel like part of the injury, like my gut wants to say that part of the injury is the situation, but I also don't know that for sure. I mean, he, he may still actually be dealing with an injury too, so that's a that's like a separate issue.
3: It, it doesn't make sense that it would be injury still. The only reason it would make sense is if, if there was something that went wrong with the surgery, and then that's a whole different conversation, I think, mm-hmm. where – Neither party's really at fault. Maybe Indianapolis is just upset about how it went. And then Jonathan Taylor's just retaliating because he's upset. And like in like my my total thoughts are that I'm I'm sort of confused because of how the injury's getting manipulated into the conversation. I think the bridge was burnt definitely that day, uh, when he pulled up in the R V and they went in there and then all the tweets came out. Like I think that bridge was completely burnt. So I just don't I physically don't see him taking a snap with, with the Colts. And You know, like 12 hours ago, I was like of the ilk of 40% he's going to be on PUP for four weeks, or 60%, my feeling was that he was going to be traded to a team, Dolphins or Seahawks or whatever. Yeah. And then the PUP thing happened. So it's like, at this point, if they do trade him, what are you going to get? Like, quite literally, October 20th, a year ago, McCaffrey got traded, right? McCaffrey was in his third year of his rookie deal, right? And they got a second, third, fourth, and fifth. And, so what, and is that, and you, that was a what does that decent haul, Probably
2: too, right? Yeah, That's, a, thought, that's, thought, a, that's the best that running back. Hall.
3: Yeah. That's the best running back in football. That's a guy that just reset the market at running back or set the market, whatever, the, yeah, whatever yeah. the hell you want to call that, right? Yeah. And so what is Taylor worth? Like, I don't know. Like you gotta pay him. McCaffrey's the same thing. He got paid going into that. So take a little bit off. What's he worth? A second, a fourth, a second, which is what he was drafted as. Like, that's not value for the Colts and how many teams want to pay that and are willing to pay him after that. I don't, it's just such a sticky thing that I think more than likely, right. The first four weeks or we're going to see a running back. We don't want to name names or, you know, wish bad on anybody, but somebody's going to tell their ACL. Someone's going to, you know, break an ankle, whatever. There's going to be someone's gosh, like, oh, we really need a back. And then it's like, okay, maybe I will give you a second to third. Yeah. Could that happen more than likely? It, I think it can happen, but, I don't know, man. It's just, I mean, if you were to wrap it back to fantasy, like I just don't know what to do. Period. You yeah, know,
2: that's fair. I mean, because there's some interesting things I wanted to talk about too about it. One, so if you're in the cold situation, right? You think about the Niners. What you talked about them trading, and I think that's a great segue to talk about this. The Niners had, well, at the time we're thinking Trey Lance uh, still on a rookie deal, and then Brock Purdy now on a rookie deal. So okay, you have you have the financial ability with that type of a contract, that quarterback to actually pay your running back and do it for a few years. Like you saw Mixon get the bag with Burrow. This is something you see when you have a rookie quarterback, which they just drafted Anthony Richardson, right? So you Mm -hmm. have that already around. So, you know, you probably could do this if you wanted to. And the other thing is what's interesting for Anthony Richardson's development, I would think personally, given the investment you made, you would want to surround him with more weapons on offense, which is where... To me, it's a little more troublesome. It feels like at this point, Ursay is just locked in on, like, Mm -hmm. I don't care what is going to happen. For us, you are not getting this deal. And I think part of the way that it was formed, what's really interesting looking back, hindsight being 2020, all those running backs were pretty upset, right? Barkley didn't have his deal with the franchise tag. You had Jacobs didn't have his deal with the franchise tag, right? You had, at that point, Dalvin Cook and Zeke and Kareem Hunt, who's still on waivers, all didn't have deals and they kind of formed that, you know, group text and they started talking and then Taylor was brought to like, you're going to be the next one. So it feels like he preemptively after this kind of makes this an issue. And now we're looking at Taylor's going to miss the four games. All those dudes, but Kareem hunt playing now, it's just, it's kind of bizarre and crazy. The running back market sucks. It's, it's terrible for these guys. (laughs) Yeah. But now like you have Taylor, it feels like kind of making it worse for himself and you have this totally weird situation as far as Fantasy and Dynasty goes, I think for this year in Fantasy, we, we gotta hope for a trade, and we gotta hope that it's not really a serious injury. Um, I think is the best case scenario. I don't know how realis- realistic that is to happen. For Dynasty, I think there's gonna be a point where you get to the the running back position as a whole. I wanna start valuing more in like one year windows, one to two year windows. So that's First what makes series, it, yep. it makes it troublesome with a guy like Taylor but I do think there's probably going to be a point where if he really is going to miss these first four weeks, which we already know now, and there could be more after, you could have some real panic deals. And maybe at that price, I'd be interested in buying. But for right now, um, it just feels extremely risky as much as I love the talent. So I don't know if you guys had anything you wanted to you know share after that.
3: The only thing I will say is that when you're looking at it, not from a fantasy perspective, but from a Colts perspective, um, I'm just like thinking back to... You know, Ursay's kind of blowing this whole thing up, and I'm blaming him for nuking Taylor. But I think back to like Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard has been drafting really good the last couple of years. Yeah. And Frank Reich's like, yo, man, I want my quarterback at Phillip Rivers. Yo, man, I want my quarterback at Matt Ryan. <laughs> True. And then mm-hmm. as soon as Chris Ballard just has a dog of a draft this year. Air like, yeah, fuck your running back, dude. Sorry. You're not going you don't get to have him anymore, but you can have this, right. you can have this, you can have Anthony Richardson, but you don't get to have your stud running back. It's just like the offensive line has came down from where it was. Yeah. Yep. The running back's gone. It's like they're just pulling every angle not to allow Chris Ballard to succeed. So I just that was just a thought I had, but um That's a good yeah, point, man. Know.
2: That's a great point. Yeah. And the uh the quarterback carousel they've been trying to, you know, pull out there. They've been going kind of patchwork, right? Band-aid work, old, fix it oh, for yeah. a year or two. And it's oh, yeah. been awful. Carson Wentz. Um, Mike and I kind of had our moments with Carson Wentz. It was fun. <laughs> oh, about Wentz too. I yeah, man. He was his Eagles. You know. So they finally, well, like, draft their guy, right? And you know he's got a little – he's got some development to do, right? We, he doesn't have a ton of experience. I think the talent's tremendous. but So you would want to surround him with much talent. It just seems weird. Uh, Maddie. what are your thoughts, man? And then we'll get into some questions. I know people are here for AMA.
0: So for Dynasty, I, I'm looking at the perspective of people who roster Jonathan Taylor – for me I think it's 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 a sit. You got to hold. And I hate saying that cuz I usually like to take action uh when yeah. there's news like this, but I'm going to say to hold and here's why cuz in the season Adam you hope, you said the best thing we have going for us is if it is if he's traded. Well, the way that may happen is if a team is willing to pay the rental price. Because at the time the Niners were willing to pay that price for a rental. They did not lock up McCaffrey right off the bat. You know what I mean? So they were looking for an upgrade at running back. Like Cody said, someone will get hurt. Someone will come off to a slow start. Someone who is projected to be good will not for whatever reason. At that point, the team is now more certain that they need a running back. So they will pay a rental price. At that point, maybe Ursay lets him go, which would be great for us. But the reason why I'm not trading him in Dynasty is because at these weird points of Dynasty, the market almost freezes where everyone is just uncertain. No one wants to overpay. No one wants to get got. Everyone wants to lowball you. So a guy like this who's only 24 years old still, sit and wait. Because when the certainty of the season happens, one other certainty that comes up as the season progresses, teams are more certain whether they're going for it or they're rebuilding. And any team at that point, let's say Halloween, Thanksgiving, whenever your trades really heat up again. You can now scour the market and use that asset to buy a win-now piece for a team that's rebuilding. Or if you're rebuilding, I mean, what are you going to get at the running back position that's really that much better long-term over a year, like you said, I mean, next year, than a Jonathan Taylor healthy? So at this point, I'm holding and I'm waiting to see until some of that certainty builds up, and then we'll see what the market says.
2: That's fair, too. I mean, right now, you're probably – I mean, you're not there's – no, there's no set price on what Jonathan Taylor costs. I've seen – I saw some some crazy deals already pop off. Um, One's not in the league I play in. Uh, I'll just say it's a one quarterback league, and it was James Cook in a second, essentially, was what the deal was. And you're like, I mean, I can tell you Cook's playing for the first four weeks, but after that, like, what did you do? What did you do to yourself? (laughs) Like, that's that's kind of the point of the panic market. So, I, I think I'd probably be willing to buy at certain points, and I'd probably be willing to sell if someone was actually willing to give me more of the old Taylor prices typically though I'm with you Maddie, I'm probably going to end up holding a lot of my shares and kind of see what see what shakes out mm-hmm. um all right so, so let's get into some questions uh, by the way anybody if you if you want to put some questions in here you saw on the fizzle intro kind of like Koopa did I did if you want to throw some money at the executives um first of all go check these guys out um the executives I want to let you guys plug your stuff before we get into questions man
0: Cody, you're better looking than So why don't you take the, the reins <laughs> on the marketing?
3: All right. Well, yeah. Patreon.com forward slash executives. we got everything over there. we got the executives. we got a show that comes out once a week. we got Tiger's Trade Show that comes out every other week. Dynasty rankings, Cornerstone rankings, picks during the picks during the season, buys and sells in the offseason, amongst other things. So, yeah, Patreon.com forward slash executives to get all things Maddie and Cody.
1: I love That's it. That's what
0: it is. It's Maddie and Cody. It's it's we can get too much. sometimes me and Cody, and I'm sure you and Mike are the exact same way, Adam. You're like, all right, let's wrap up a quick we need to do a quick forty five minute uh, show. Never. That's it. doesn't exist. You look up, it's two and a half, three hours later, we're like, oh shit. I tell what you what has the, happened. The only
2: the only way you get past that is you just overschedule yourself. So you're like, All right, we got two and a half hours, three hours here. <laughs> we're gonna bang out three shows and we commit to like live times. Otherwise, you can't do it. I, we will yeah, always like go over, and when we go over, it's not even close to the time we said. Um, yeah, so it's also dangerous. There's no there's no show scheduled after this. I'm not going to keep these guys too long, um, but just know that these are ones that can go crazy long. Um, also, <laughs> ma- make sure you're checking out their stuff. Um, I'm sub to it. I'm I'm really excited for the executives this year. Also, any super chats tonight? Uh, you know, Mike's not here, so I have full authority. He may be running the books, but I tell the guy what's running the books, what's (laughs) happening. All Super Chat money is going to these guys, to the executives. So any Super Chat going to these gentlemen right here for coming on, saving me without Mike tonight. So ask your questions. Yeah, man, ask the questions. We'll start here. Absolutely, man. T-Rock, AMA panel, is A-Rich going to score more points now that he's their top rusher or less points because defenses are more keyed in on A-Rich as their main rusher? Well, I mean – I'll, I'll let the, I'll let these guys uh, take first stab at this one.
3: I think it's a mixed bag. I think um, obviously having Taylor in that backfield is a is a daunting piece to defenses, and you have to respect both guys as much as each other. But you also have to look at that workload that Taylor's going to get. I think, and having him gone now puts more of that on Richardson. So there's just going to be naturally more attempts more goal line opportunities, more red zone opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it kind of evens out in the end, but the answer is yes, they do have to key more on the quarterback, but I think he's still going to do his damn thing. I think what it ends up really doing is opening up for, and again, this is kind of a conversation right now is oh, do you want Deion Jackson or Evan Hole? Like it's gonna open up for one of those assholes. And I think mm-hmm. Evan Hole, Hull, Evan hall has got the the four four speed and the receiving work. Like, I think it's gonna be, oh, it's going Richardson on the read option. It's like, nope, there goes Hole around the side for twenty seven. And I think that we're gonna see that more often than not. Is that gonna be valuable to us in like a start sit situation? I don't know at this point. Like I'd love to be proven wrong. Like, could he be this year's Pacheco? Not saying he can't. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah, I think what it ends up doing is really just benefiting the other running back in the room and Richardson just going to do Richardson, which I think is going to be prolific regardless. Speak it into existence. What do you got, Maddie?
0: (laughs) No, Jonathan Taylor is really the tale of two two different things on your shoulders here. The football side of the fantasy side football side. Do not think it'll be as good for the team. The Colts getting wins. But for fantasy, I think it's going. We're looking for more touchdowns here. We're going to see more of an output, like Cody said, more opportunities in the red zone. And uh, one thing I'd like to add that uh, you know maybe be a factor here, he hasn't played with Taylor, so it's not like he's adjusting to life after Taylor. He's only known offenses and schemes and plays without Jonathan Taylor, so there's no like recalibration heading to the season. He's still full steam ahead. Where and then with. Jonathan Taylor maybe comes back week five. He's all of a sudden like, holy shit, this is this is, this is nice, boys.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, th- I think that's true. I think – I do think um, when you're scheming for uh, Indianapolis, you're probably saying, all right, let's – we know Taylor is what we want to shut down, and we want to make Anthony Richardson, if we can, beat us with his arm. I think that's what teams are probably going to be saying. Now without Taylor, though, I don't know how much they're going to be keen – and putting extra guys in the box or, you know, really focusing on the run for an Evan Hall per se um, as, so, so I think it's going to be a little tougher for Anthony Richardson than with Taylor being there. But I think that regardless, I'll say this, regardless Anthony Richardson, whether you try to make him pass or not, I think he's going to be very effective in fantasy because whether it's a pass play or run play, he, he, he can take any of these pass plays and scramble and make something happen with his legs, even when stuff isn't there. So for me, like it's not a, um, a giant needle mover. I would rather have Taylor on the field with him, but I'm not like, oh my gosh, panicked. Or I don't think it changes a whole yeah, lot. I guess right. is the way I could say it best.
3: I was gonna For say, sure. dude, have fun, have fun pulling two more defenders and putting them back. Right, rush six. <laughs> right, exactly. That's six box. Have fun. I don't scramble. care. Like, yeah, I'm gonna make you throw. Bet. <laughs>
2: Michael Vick days of old, yeah. baby. He's taking off. <laughs> what yeah. are we doing here? Yeah, they're. I mean, I I do think you would imagine like QB spy almost the whole time. Like, we got somebody on him. We'll see. But does it even matter?
3: How many how many teams have Jeremy Chin, like Jeremy Chin right. type of guy? Like 6'3", 225 two <laughs> with 4'4 four, four speed? Not Nobody. Yeah. Chin, literally. Like,
2: Right.
3: Maybe Isaiah Simmons. Like, there's very few body types where you're like, yeah, we're going to put this guy. I'm like, what are you going to do? Put a 5'11", 195-pound corner on him? That's not going to do anything. Truck kidding, so, yeah. Yeah. And none of, these big, none of these big edge rushers are athletic enough, so –
2: I'm with you. I, I, I think even for fantasy, you could make the case that it might even be better, um, that he may have to try to do a little more with his legs. If they're trying to throw, they're down. I mean, he, he's going to make plays with his legs, no matter what people think of the player, how he plays uh, for the NFL team. He's going to make a ton of plays with his legs. He's too damn athletic. So that's what I'm excited I, for.
3: Yeah. Can I ask you a question, Adam? Yeah. Give me a give me a rushing number for Anthony Richardson rushing yards per game. Uh, Ooh. Uh, set the, Set the over-under.
2: Man, it's a good question. What was? Do you guys know what Fields was last year? I think he it was, was like uh, sixty. I was. It's in the sixty range, right? Like mid sixties. I wanted to say. Oh, shit. I'm
3: think. Up. I think it was like a sixties, mid sixties. Yeah, seventy-six point two yards per game. <sighs> okay, I'll go.
2: set. I'll yeah. set it at. Uh, I'll set it at fifty-nine point five over i said
3: i said i said 74 the other day i tweeted out 74 74 74 puts him at 1250 yards
2: i, I think i think he can get to that number if i was setting like an over under uh i think i'd put it at like about 60 but i would be let me just say i would be taking the over on that um i just would think like I, i'm actually kind of curious now uh if anyone in the chat can pull it up or if you guys want to like what is his over under for the season not high In enough. Vegas. I, I, I'm agreeing with you, by the way. I think the guy's going to run for a ton of yards. Yeah, I'd set yeah. it at around 60 if I was doing an over-under line, but I, I'm taking the over personally. What do you guys think?
3: hundred percent. Yeah, Madden? Cody said 74.
0: I would have probably said 68 to 70. Okay. So if you get, if you put the over-under at 60 per game, I'm definitely hammering the over.
2: So, I mean, th- there you have it, guys. Um, T-Rock, T- it's uh, it's a good thing from the panel. It's a good thing. Well, we're, I think we're already in, no matter what. What is Taylor worth in <laughs> Dynasty right now? Where would you feel good drafting him in a startup in Dynasty? <clears throat> mm. Matt Dennis, man. Um, asking the tough questions. This guy's. Uh, that is a tough Matt, question. Matt, Dennis, Matt Dennis, Dennis was at the expo. By the way, got to meet him for the first time at the expo. Uh, just as I expected. Great dude. Crazy dude. Um, he got Mike and I tore up the very first draft stream with Super Chats. I'm talking we wake up for day three just scrambling. I remember eating half a salad out of the fridge, like hungover, got there just in time. Uh, this is a tough question, Matt. I, what is he worth in Dynasty right now? Like I, I'm probably still, even in Superflex Leagues, buying for a single second. I think he's too good long-term. Um, as much as I want to talk about one-year windows – Like I think Taylor will will land somewhere, and he's too talented of a player to to sell for less than that. So if I can get for a single second or something like that, I'm buying. I think Maddie's probably right though. Like he's probably a hold until we kind of see what the market becomes. Um, No, the thing is, no one really was trading that many first, like a first round pick at all before this news. So so that's where it's just guaranteed four weeks missed is, and given that the week the season starts uh, on Thursday. This is not a. Um, this is not going to be friendly to sellers, man. Is my as my imagination on this?
0: Yeah, I was really talking from the perspective: if I roster him I'm holding. If I don't, I'm kicking the tires because there is a chance you can come away with a James Cook in a second for Taylor. I'm buying the talent, like I said, not even 25 years old. So I'm buying if I can. But when it comes to drafts, man, I don't know if I'm going to end up. I mean, startup season's kind of over for me. Uh, but if I were to have a, a <laughs> seasonal draft this weekend, I'm not going to be drafting Taylor probably at all unless it falls crazy in like a casual league but in Dynasty I'm buying if I don't have him but I don't think I'll become away a lot if, if, if I'm doing startup picks because he's still probably going to be what a fifth round pick what do you think Cody I, I, and I don't know if I'm worried I'm for that
2: you talking about um, in startup drafts
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm. Taylor he could probably fight I'm thinking the fifth around what Travis at the end would probably be like maybe that range. But at that point I'm still plugging in, you know, I've taken the guys that I just know are going to be in the field right away, but that's just how I dynasty. I'm looking to win, but yeah. I'll be looking to buy the second the draft is over. I'll say that.
2: I, I, um, I'm looking right now at some South Harmon, uh, ff.com forward slash ADP. Go check that out. If you want to look at some, some South Harmon, uh, ADPs pulled from sleeper. So, Right now, the fifth round, Maddie, is actually a great call because, like, I think you can make a case right now, Ramondre Stevenson, ahead of him, given the season um, that's coming up. <laughs> but like, here, here's the thing: the next, the next running back, the <laughs> next, the next running backs in this range are Damian Pierce and Mixon. There's no way in the world I'm taking those two ahead of uh, Jonathan Taylor no way. No and way. Dynasty. Absolutely. No chance. So, so fifth and those round, Those are I think the is names trying spot. to sell too. Those yeah.
0: are the names. If I have a a a, a, a share of Damian Pierce lying around. <clears throat> What's up, man? You want okay. to give me so, Let's make
2: that move. We we got Nate listen here. He's in the sauna. He says he's live right now. Um, <laughs> would you right now? You have bet, you bet you won't send the link.
3: <laughs> bet you won't send the link. <laughs> bet you I
2: will. <laughs> Should I already tried to? He he said uh you know he said oh man I'm too cool I got a sauna I got a sauna date tonight so uh, watch watch me send this link. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, here I'm gonna ask you the guys a question and then I'm gonna send them the link. So right now you have a share of Jonathan Taylor. Your team is competitive enough, you want to win. You get a trade, an inbox offer for Damian Pierce straight up. What are you doing?
0: I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it. I'm not a big Pierce guy.
2: All right. I love Pierce. Let's throw a couple names in here. J.K. Dobbins.
0: Nope. No, I don't think I am there, but it's getting close. You're getting warmer. All
2: right. Javante Williams.
0: No, I'm taking Jonathan. Cody knows I am not on the Javante train. One iota. Cam Akers. Nope. No Taylor.
2: Reminder of Stevenson.
0: Nope. Taylor. Whoa.
2: Okay. Kenneth Walker. I'll
0: take a Walker. Hey, no, wait, wait. No, I'm taking Walker. I'm taking Walker. I'm
3: going with Walker.
2: Oh, Jesse's in the chat yeah. with the question. Here, let me pull it up. Jesse, what's going on?
3: Yeah, you got a year and a half with Walker too. Walker's year
2: Walker. and a half younger. Yeah. The Charbonnet scary though, I guess is the question no, for this, for this one. Good. I think Okay.
3: I'm gonna say this I, I'm sorry
0: for if there's any fans out there. Mr. Charbonnet, if you're out there. I think he's cheeks. I think he's just gonna be like a guy who gets uh uh you know, if he gets a, a crazy volume of passing, he'll be something, but I don't think he's a really good runner of the football. Damn, I love
2: this man. This is fantastic high five. stuff. Um
3: I find other way. High other high way. way,
2: There you go. There you go. Boom. Right in the middle <laughs> of it. Um okay. All right, so we're on the same page. Let me ask a couple other questions here. I'm sending it to you, Nate. Don't worry, I'm getting it to you right now. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I don't. Nate lists at uh, a... TMI, please no video shorts. I already have the Pod Father uh, bringing me to the outhouse in the woods.
3: <laughs> Harry Snowman, you better get ready because we're about to see a bald, sweaty man on here. <laughs> it's coming, man. <laughs> Thanks, bro. I'm still
2: dying from that. Awesome, me and you can't wait to kick it some more. Absolutely. All right, I drafted a Rich as my second QB at Knicks draft weekend. I'm stoked. That's a super flex league, by the way. T-Rock, way to go, man. Yeah, uh, Adam, you're claiming you wouldn't buy for two seconds. Uh, two
3: rookie seconds?
2: No, nah. I don't. I mean,
3: for Jonathan wait, you Taylor,
2: I, I I don't. Did I say this? I don't think I said that. Did I?
3: I would pay two seconds. But That's I what I'm saying, time. right?
2: I would pay, yeah.
3: Right, right. I would pay all hundred. I don't think well, he's going to do
2: that. Yeah, no, no. I don't think you need to pay it either. Now, I don't think I claim that. Well, anyway, trip crown. Let me let me answer. I I think right now on a lot of my teams, if I had two seconds lying around, I'd be willing to throw them at Jonathan Taylor personally. Um, be willing to play the long term game with Aren't those yeah. those seconds. So if I if I said that, I misspoke because I tell you right now, I'm definitely not selling for that. I'd rather buy for that.
0: Yeah. Um, I want to put something really quick in perspective for some people. All the, you know, Alvin Kamara was suspended for three games, and we all jumped for joy. Taylor's only projected to miss one more game, and he's way younger. He's still a super stud. So mm-hmm. if you can get him for two seconds, that's easy money.
2: Like, Jonathan Taylor also is like he's not Barkley per se, right? But if there is someone I want to bet on aging well, like it's gonna be a guy like Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, you know, like you look at Alvin Kamara, he's not sexy anymore. three years older than Jonathan Taylor but still very usable and especially in like best ball league so uh, Jonathan Taylor even if this season is rocky long term like he's one of the few guys I would maybe consider buying at those type price points for a long-term play at running back even though overall I don't want to value the position that way anymore all right let's get to some more questions man this feels like last year When Breeze tore his ACL, I remember Scott saying sell for any first. That looks really bad now. You'd rather have a Jordan Addison over Breeze. Marcus says no way. Yeah, I mean Taylor is that good though. Um, Mm -hmm. Taylor is that good. So, grinding, trying to decide who to pick at 13.9 in a cash league. Do I swing with a mingo, get some running back depth with uh, Zamir White or Hunt or Ty Chandler or do I punt and take San Francisco defense? Well, i'd be punting on any league that has defense still in it um personally <laughs> but uh so that, that's my answer to the question yo shout uh, out rob i'm
0: in leagues with defenses i feel you
2: <laughs> i'm not actually playing but uh you know i like to just i like to play around um me Ming- all right so what do you guys think here like wh- where are you at with jonathan mingo um because i think that's the difference M- here
3: M- mingo's uh He's got a he's got a spot. He's ahead of Terrace Marshall in the pecking order. That's a one hundred percent truth. Um, right. But what does that mean? That doesn't mean much because I was at Carolina camp and they don't have a they don't have a number one overall. They don't want a number one. They have a number one. They have a different number one in every single play, and it doesn't really matter who because they're all different guys. Yeah. With different traits. What does Mingo matter? I think uh, Snowman's playing in a season league right here, and I don't think you want Mingo in a season league. I think you want Chandler or Zamir White. Um, one of these two guys whichever situation you believe in if you're hyper chandler take chandler if you don't believe in chandler and you're pro madison because you like good football players that are established in roles that are taking over for guys that had a clear established role named delvin cook then take zamir so i wouldn't take kareem hunt i wouldn't touch him with a 10 foot stick but uh, i think you're choosing between zamir white and ty chandler right here
2: yeah I'm, i'm actually i'm with you here and i think for me like if you think about it betting on mingo in, in, a, in a seasonal league to say okay i'm going to start mingo even in the flex even on mm-hmm. bye weeks i, I think you're going to have a hard time pegging like this is the week i'm going to start jonathan mingo in a league like this um oh my goodness we're going to have to change an overlay boys because we have we have company we have company we have company we have company um let's do something
3: here <laughs> where's the, where's he at
2: Let's get him in here, man. So, let's go Add left, add right. Uh, and, ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls, uh, add him in. Uh, Nathan List, let's go from the
3: sauna, so baby. hot in here.
2: Man, it is hot in here. So it just got a now. lot hotter, too. What's going on, man?
3: Well, what's up, man? What's up, guys? I just uh, happened to be uh, cruising Twitter momentarily. <laughs> Saw that you guys were on. Figured I'd come in here and... Badger some people in the chat. I Had no idea I was gonna end up on the stream shirtless. Uh, so I'm, I'm just getting trying to play solo. catch up with Josh Larky with like shirtless media.
2: Man, th- th- <laughs> this is um. See, this is why you come to AMA. You get you get treats when you come to AMA. I mean, at first just the executives. Now, like we got Nate Liss in a a provocative moment, and um, I'm 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 just so excited for this man. I mean, got, got the headband going. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little bit of like Whew. um. Will Ferrell vibes, and you know, um, that like that
3: Carlos Boozer, yeah, man, no, yeah, cool. <laughs>
2: semi-pro, you know, semi-pro. <laughs> Upgrade me, okay. More like
0: Alex. Car- What's his name? Alex Caruso. What's that? What's the guy's name in the Lakers? Oh yeah, know, in the Bulls. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Solid
2: comp. Hey, Ale- Alec Caruso. I like that. Alex Caruso. Um, let me yeah. ask. Okay, Nate, we got you here. Uh, oh, we maybe don't. Uh, the sauna said no. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna leave it up there just in case he he pops back in. I, I'm imagining it's a phone deal. Barry has a question conflicting comments about being on the pup counting to accrued seasons for JT. Do the four games on the pup we know about count yes or no to his six game minimum yes. for a fully accrued season? The answer is yes. Yep. So if he, so if he stays injured for the six games, he's, he gets a season. Is that right? Well,
3: I just know that the four games count. That's all. I okay. know, I just got know it. that The four games do count.
2: Well then. All right. So he only needs two games that, that would really help out, uh, help him out there big time. Okay. Hot tub stream. Yeah, man. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go back. You know what I'm gonna do here. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that right there. We'll go right back to that uh, that overlay if uh, <clears throat> if Nathan pops back in. So he, he's ready to come back in if he's ready. All right, South Harmon is the only place you can get a screen like this for <laughs> rumbling near. <there. laughs> Hopefully he pops back in. Um, all right. Would you sell? Would you pay DC on a contender for any of the following running backs: Jacobs, Pierce, Mixon, or Walker? I mean yeah like what kind of what kind of dc i mean i I, definitely come on man i appreciate one i do appreciate the eggplants i said you know we get a lot of comments in here that aren't actually questions and i was like if you throw the eggplant in i already will know that you're asking a question right so i appreciate the eggplant but there is this is too vague yeah absolutely i would pay dc on any one of my team's contender or not for any of these guys but what, what kind of dc are we talking um like I'm not currently probably going to pay in superflex a first for any of these guys. It's just unnecessary no. at the t- at the moment. Down the road I might, but not right now. Um, he's at, he's saying fair market prices. I just don't think it's in for me personally. I, I don't. I probably don't have the need on a contender to pay market price on any one of these guys right now. Um, is the way I would phrase it. Maybe down the road. Like if I knew my team's definitely locked for the playoffs and it's week nine, ten, maybe, maybe. and I can get fair market price on these running backs and I, I have attrition and I need it maybe, but right now, no, I'm definitely not doing it for what the market price is. Now, if it's a cheap deal, I'm buying all of them for the right DC.
0: Yeah. Anything. If you give me, if I can give a diet Coke for Josh Jacobs, I'll do that.
2: Absolutely. A DC action. One Just little sneaky
0: the- move that, that I'm thinking I might do with Jacobs because he's had uh-huh. that, you know, 370 plus touches last year, which is a little bit of a curse on, on, you know, ball carriers in the NFL. He was away from the team, you know. He's only coming back right before regular season. He could have some duds, some bad usage games, maybe the first three or four. If you're into the the Jacobs game and you want to buy into the the Josh Jacobs market, I think you could wait after a game or two and see a quick dip and try to jump in then.
2: That, that's an interesting call because um, I I do think I, I'm very curious, and I, I'm going to ask you guys this, especially given the the change at quarterback. Like I know Derek Carr is not anything sexy, but we're looking at now, I mean, Jimmy G with, and this is not the 49ers, right? At all. um, And, or Aiden O'Connell playing the quarterback position. Like, do, do you, th- I think part of it is just the offense won't be as good for Jacobs to thrive like he did last year. But I'm kind of curious your, your guys' take on, on that Raiders thing as a whole.
3: I think the offensive line is cheeks. And I think it's really hard to repeat <laughs> what he did last year because. Running him into the ground for 300 more carries on a not good football team is a, it's just a bad idea. Um, yep. I don't personally think Devonta Adams is on this roster after week seven or eight. I think it may be sooner than that he's gone. Um, I don't think this is a good football team. Um, I don't just see it. I don't get it. It would also not shock me if he was moved, but they love him. So um, – I don't know. It's a super weird thing because he could be looked at as a guy like I know he's had a great start to his career, uh, but to think about him as like the centerpiece of the offense, kind of like a Derrick Henry, I just, you can't do that, in my opinion. So <sighs> Jacobs is a yeah. I don't know. I don't really. I don't. It's that's that's a lot of that's a lot of touches to to do again and not yeah. have any camp or nothing to warm up to. It's yeah, full yeah. tilt.
2: And he he's. If you remember going into last year, like this was a guy that the dynasty community was starting to term as gross, ready to give up on. No one really saw that year coming. It was a great season for him. Um, but he was, if you remember, a lot of his earlier part of his career kind of banged up and dealt with a lot of injuries. If he takes that type of workload again, I, I, I don't wish it on anyone, but I could see where this is more of a hobbled Jacobs, the offense isn't as good. He's not, you know, thriving weekly. He gets a little more disinterested with no future contract there. Like I just I think there's a lot more risk this year with Jacobs at his current price point than obviously like last year was, I guess is the way I would phrase it.
3: Yep.
0: Yeah, I mean, looking at Jacobs, 13 games in 2019 as rookie year. He was still 14.7 fantasy points per game, top 15 on a points-per-game basis. So if the value gets there, sinks below that top 15 market price, then that's where I'm really trying to – at least trying to jump in on a contender.
2: I would would agree with that. Like, for right now, he's going as running back nine. Um, Yeah. Probably for what that costs. Like, he's going five spots ahead of – not draft picks, five running back spots ahead of Tony Pollard. Price wise, I'd rather have the Pollard side, you know. For sure. So, um, all right, let's see what else we got. Question wise, I saw a good one in here. Here we go. How do you evaluate? Uh, how do you evaluate value in best ball leagues where running backs are super important, or at least much more important? Um, so, I don't think. Here is what I would say. I don't think the specific price on like the running back running backs as a whole goes that much higher. But I do think what what you're going to have a, a little bit more hard of a time doing is just buying running backs outright. Like for example, if you're just talking DC, like the the future the the previous question there. You're not going to have as many teams sell you running backs that are, you know, in this type of a range, top 8 startup picks rounds. You're not going to probably see a lot of those moved unless the team is definitely either out of it or clearly rebuilding. So um I I would say it's just it's it's a weird balance between knowing you need to have enough right like if you look at the warp tool you look at roster construction for whatever you probably need to have like six or seven running backs that you feel good about but you also don't want to have too much value stored up there because what do we know about that position as much as I love running backs we, we you if you have too much value on your team stored in that position and you get like what happened last year with you know, Brees Hall, you had what happened with, and he's at least value insulated a little more, but you had what happened with Najee Harris and guys that get hurt. That's how you can completely ruin, you know, your, your value of your whole team. So it's, it's a weird balance. Um, as far as that goes, I don't know if you guys had thoughts on this question in particular too.
0: For my pro I would say evaluating the, the, the position itself is, it's kind of the same because the uncertainties, it doesn't matter of the scoring format and fantasy. The uncertainties are health, volatility, the, the things you just mentioned, Adam, when it comes to running back. So I don't know if I'm really giving them a massive boost in, in best ball. Will it break a few ties? Because, like you said, you want to make sure you have them? Of course.
2: Right. Anything, uh, Cody? No, nah, about- I'm
3: the same, elk. but you guys touched on everything. That's kind of just exactly how I view it. So I don't really don't have any a take any different than you guys.
2: Yep. Uh, so apparently, my fault, y'all. I'm just gonna have to cut you something. Um, Fizzle's saying, "Not sure why the super chats aren't working for me. I sent one a while ago, and YouTube booted me and can't send another. Uh, apparently, I don't know what's I don't know what happened. Um, I know I monetized it beforehand, but uh, we'll figure something
0: out. You know, you know, to Fizzle, just make the
2: executives uh, an intro. What's up? Oh, yeah, you what's know what's. Up? you know what's funny though you know what's funny we
3: do got we do got a show dropping next week a brand new one that we haven't announced yet oh
0: you dirty
2: dog Can can i tell you what's funny is um the first fizzle song he made for us jay peters was in the chat and he was like dog he was like fizzle you know uh i see you in here man you should make a song for these guys and uh you know we're kind of thinking not much of it and um at the end of the stream fizzle was like you know what, I'll see if I can cook something up for you guys, and I saw it, and that's where the the, the Do You Believe in Miracles, I said that at the end of the stream, and um, he put that on there, and there it was, man, so, AMA, that's where you ask questions, Mm -hmm. Fizzle, you probably didn't think you were gonna be part of the AMA panel, (laughs) but ask me anything, um, there was the question from Maddie Kiwum in the executives right there. So, this will be a super chat um, with a request back. My question was, I wanted the executive to make an executive decision. The wide receiver three in dynasty. Which one of these guys do you have? This is actually a spicy one. I've seen any number of these from different people. Keep trade cut. I believe has had this order go back and forth over the last three weeks. CD Lamb, AJ Brown, Garrett Wilson. I'm gonna start with Cody.
3: And Maddie gets you next. Damn, I was hoping you start with Maddie. Uh, <laughs> I got. I'm going Garrett Wilson. I got Garrett Wilson at the. Let's go, Mike. You heard that, Garrett Wilson. So I, I had him. I had him um in that first tier right below jefferson so it was chase jefferson him and then i had different positional guys so i had him right in that same tier before the breakoff and then i moved him down to the lamb brown st brown jackson smith and jigba tier um so that's just exactly how i have those receivers in that order that you just asked about so yeah right now i have garrett wilson there i think he's he's due um I did mention the Devontae Adams thing earlier. I do think Devontae Adams ends up in New York, so that might not help him. But um, <laughs> I think as far noted, as pure right? talent, talent and future upside, I think I'm trusting the New York Jets build and what uh, Wilson's going to have surrounded around him for the next 10 years, which is Rogers for what it sounded like in in uh, Hard Knocks three years. And then he said after that he trusted that Wilson was going to take over. So if Rogers says it, I'm starting to take it for gospel and uh, – I just love that what he's surrounded with. Versus also, you're talking about age with Lamb and Brown and quarterback uncertainty in Dallas. Eh, some people don't want to hear that, but there is a little bit there, I think. And of course, you have talent in Philly and just different dynamics with the rushing quarterback and all that stuff. So that's why I have Wilson three.
2: All right. Before I kick it to Maddie, Maddie, uh, speaking of Rodgers, because I, I meant to ask you this on on air actually, and uh, this was this perfect. The only way I think it's acceptable that you missed the expo was if you went to this cabin in the woods and Rogers was there when you went, you know, just on the darkness retreat. So is that what we're happened?
0: Ayahuasca brothers. Yeah, we're now ayahuasca brothers. Yep.
2: Okay. Okay. All right. Well, for that I'll allow it's it. Um, aside from that, which uh, I'm just glad to know that's. I, see, I, I can take second place to that. Anyway, who did do you
3: I, did, Maddie? Did I tell you that story when we when we literally had that conversation in the bathroom?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Did you? What are
0: you
3: talking about? when me when Adam asked me where you were and I yeah. said I tell you Oh yes, that? yes. You did tell me story it was, about it. The whole thing and is, it was, yes. Adam I'm asked sorry. me the question and then yes. um and then uh what the hell's his name from FTA? Jeff Ratcliffe was standing there and he's like, Did this dude just say this dude was in the woods? He took his family <laughs> to, he to the woods? His, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he took his family to the woods? That and that then was Dalton hilarious, was like man. Dalton's like, what the hell are you guys talking about? And then somebody else was like, what the woods? And it was like four people that were all just nodding.
2: we, we yeah. we're in we're in the bathroom at the uh, literally at the Hall of Fame Stadium, and Cody and I are just you know talking about Maddie ditching us you know on the on the Expo, and it turned into a whole bathroom conversation. Uh, I was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> all right, yeah, man. Wide receiver bathroom three bathroom in Dynasty. Rendezvous. What's that?
0: I heard about your bathroom rendezvous. I want to be yeah. very much part of them next year. What?
2: Nate List is on here in the sauna. Um, Cody and I are talking about Maddie in the bathroom. It's just you know, that's what you get to see on air. All right. <laughs>
0: oh, I love it. Come my on, wide, receiver wide receiver three. Cody already know where I'm going with this. CD Lamb, baby. CD Lamb is my wide receiver three in Dynasty. He's only a year older than Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson's a one month into his 23rd year. CD Lamb's in his fourth month of his 24th year. So we're not talking about a massive age difference. And what I love watching CD Lamb is the progression. 935 yards, over 1,000 yards. Last year, he was over 1,300 yards. He performed with Cooper Rush. I think his QB security is at least as sturdy over the next two years as. So so you believe in Trey Lance? (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, no, I do not believe in Trey Lance, but I think Dak will get it done. Yeah. Dak's around there at least for two years. If we were talking three, more than that, I think the uncertainty is pretty much the same for both teams. I like Lamb. I do like Garrett Wilson. He's warming up on me, but I also am very hard knox biased. Bias. I will fall in love with the players I see ball out on HBO each week, so I am getting a little bit more excited, I guess, for Garrett Wilson. But for me, it's clearly C.D. Lamb. Go with the Dallas Cowboy. I love his skill set, and I think it translates well over time.
2: The good news is, uh, Fizzle. So, let me just tell you guys, if, uh, for those that don't know, Fizzle, huge Dallas fan. Um, got to meet Des. Had all. He has every Dez jersey that exists, uh, including one that I can tell you. Dez Bryant doesn't even have himself the Saints jersey, the Saints '88. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Um, so, the good news is, Fizzle. Uh, Matt, Maddie got you right back. Um, you're good to go. Don't worry about it. You know, I, I'll say this for me. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the cop out answer. I think they're uh, 3A3B, those two guys for me. In my heart, I want to say Garrett Wilson from the Ohio State University, but CD lamb right now I think is more cemented. I think Garrett like if Garrett Wilson comes out let's let's just I want you to just think about this with me for a second, everybody. Like the way the community works and the polarizingness of these young guys that we're, we're projecting and hoping for, so if Garrett Wilson comes out, and let's say the first three, four weeks is on fire, like forget about any type of people being like actually real. Like The lunacy is going to get to the ceiling because people are going to start putting him in this chase in Jefferson range, even if it's for a little bit of time. So there's that like just blow-up factor with Garrett Wilson that's possible with Rodgers, where I think the opposite could also happen, where if, if his first four weeks are a little more stale, you know, 40, 50 yards, a touchdown here or there, like, the market will cool a lot on him. Um, there's also probably the middle road, but t- to me, CeeDee Lamb is a lot more cemented in this range. They're, they're, he'd have to have, to get outside the top four or five, he'd have to have some really bad starts or an injury uh, happen to him. So I think C.D. Lamb is safely in this range, where Garrett Wilson has the ability to, the community could blow up if he starts off hot. So they're, they're a little different for me, but I kind of have them split. I'm not gonna answer the question. Sorry. can I ask
3: you the real quest the real question about Dude. who receiver 3 is in dynasty yeah I know ahead. exactly what you're gonna say this is how I know that we're boys because I know exactly what you're gonna say I knew you yeah exactly so oh, no we um, had cor- we got we got cornerstone rankings at, at uh at oh, no. patreon.com forward slash executives and I'm staring at mine right now and I haven't touched them okay in like a month because not nothing's happened in college so I'm not gonna touch it okay
2: Oh, and I know what you're talking. About. I know what you're about to say from the Ohio State. Mar-
3: Marvin Harrison mm-hmm. Jr. is All right. Fair the enough. Dream dynasty. That's why he's exactly, dream he's he's wide receiver. Exactly. Yep. So
2: okay, um, let me ask you guys this because I think when he comes in, like barring barring him having a significant injury this season, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's basically a lock. I agree with you. Just just the market is so ready to cream over yep. this guy. It's just the reality. Yeah.
3: He's gonna he's gonna get top five draft capital. And no matter where he goes, it looks like he's probably gonna have a competition. I mean, if he goes to Arizona, which is you know, sh- it's probably where he should go. And if Kyler's there, like that's the spot. And it's the comps are like too easy right now of like AJ Green and Julio type of a prospect. It's like how is that not? And I'm with he's you. Got the pedig- the pedigree. It was like there's there's really not even a question mark. It's like, oh no, is this guy gonna be able to translate? It's like, no, well, he's got the dude at home. Yeah. that can help him every single step of the way. Like, there's not even – this is about the safest prospects you can ask for.
2: So yeah, I'm gonna, Harris I'm
3: gonna, Jr., he's so good. He's, he's,
0: he's so good. He's, he's that, that the, dude, right? He's, that, he's dude. that dude. One other thing I want to say about Garrett Wilson, there's – I'm not Garrett Wilson, I'm Marvin Harrison Jr. There's this super sayon ability. is an outcome that it might be in the one percentile, but the super sayon outcome where Caleb Williams goes 101 to the Cardinals and he goes 102 to the Cardinals. And if that happens, he – he immediately gets put into the Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson tier hype alone.
2: So, Jay, um, Jay, what one of my favorites, El Gancito, Savage tier member. Listen, um, this is this is hey. negative. This is negative. This is remove XP is coming after the AMA. To even to even think about this happening is just not. It's not possible. He's not going to do. I it. think.
3: I think it's more likely he has a chase type season. Correct. He's that dude. And just and just doesn't play. Yep. Yeah. They have Egbuka. They got the next
0: wave. They could win without him. He, They're a little it, un- it, you know what if, I'm but saying? But it, like, it, what I'm, what I I'm saying
3: you. is like I'm, I'm understanding his question of like, well, he could be a Boutte because he's new quarterback and the whole situation. But what I'm saying is like I think it's more likely he just straight up says, nah, I'm good. I'm not going to play. And we know that's not going to happen. Agreed. Like, that's my trust level in him not doing that.
2: If he steps on the field, the only thing getting in the way of him having an unreal season, I don't care if it's quarterback, whatever, is going to be – Injury. Um, yep. Yep. Right. All right. So, super chats do work. Um, Gibbs or Pierce and Moore. I'm assuming DJ Moore. Uh, a lot of
3: yeah. Moore. In DJ in the Moore. the chat. Said more. In, right. in the chat. Twelve. Teams, DJ Sky Elijah.
2: Yeah. I mean. Rondale. There's an Elijah Moore going to Florida State. Um, you know, it's it, it, it's just crazy. Anyway, DJ Moore or Damian Pierce. Twelve teams super flex. Uh, actually, it doesn't say superflex. Twelve teams start ten half PPR lineup, uh, so it doesn't actually matter if it's superflex or not, given that we're looking at this. So starting ten this, players, twelve team half PPR. What do you guys think here? Go ahead, Cody. I'm, what assuming, gonna
3: I'm assuming I'm assuming seasonal or dynasty.
2: This I, I believe this is going to be a dynasty question.
3: Okay, this is dynasty. Um, I think regardless, whichever more it is, I take Gibbs.
2: There's. If it's not DJ, it's it's so easy, Gibbs. And even there, like I could yeah. definitely make the case for Gibbs in a half PPR start ten. Um, what do you think here, man? He's got, got, his, he's got his
3: roster. He's got his roster down below. Oh, I'll pull. I'll pull know. it
2: up. Yeah, I'll pull it up. Here we go. Okay,
1: okay so I mean, he's got Burrow, rushed, yeah.
2: Watson, Russ. So it is superflex, Gibbs and Mixon. Oh, so he has Gibbs currently. Andrews, Cup, Hill, Adams, Judy, Terry, Evans. Okay, so stop. I'll just, I'll just stop you right here, okay? So, to me, the, the the question's already answered given the fact that look at your receiver room, right? Like, we're only starting 10 here. So, in, in this range, when you're starting 10 and it's super flex, typically you're going to see either two receivers and two flex with a super, or you're going to see three receivers and one flex. Either way, the most you can start is four. Like, DJ Moore, if you add him to this room, becomes, in the conversation of the Judy Terry range and Evans Evans you could argue just for this season isn't much different than what DJ Moore is and I like DJ Moore a lot I think he could be better with with uh, with Fields but to me when you look at this roster and you look what you're trying to do here in the teardown sense it doesn't make sense because you're not actually getting a like for example if you really needed DJ Moore and you had running back depth something like that maybe you could consider it but for me here I, I'm, st- I'm staying with Gibbs personally I think Gibbs is too different you saw, they came out and said they were gonna take him at six. Like they actually came out and said it. You know, I think they have big plans for Gibbs, and I don't think the combination in a start ten has a high enough ceiling of Pearson Moore given what you have on your team. So, Matty or Cody, any further thoughts?
0: Well, I was he getting said, ready to go crazy here because obviously everyone knows I love DJ Moore, but
3: after seeing his team, it's
2: actually not superflex. But uh, so he just has yeah, three really I would see, uh, three quarterbacks.
3: I would get rid of one of the quarterbacks and try to. If you want to, if you want to upgrade a receiver, because I get it. Terry's got the turf toe. Judy, there's a report that came Ham out today, strength. six to eight weeks. If you're worried about, you know, Judy missing half the year, Terry missing a quarter of the year, and you need a receiver, I understand it. But I would be moving one of those quarterbacks, not Gibbs. Yep,
2: I, I agree. I mean, oh, now you. the the quarterbacks may not move for nearly as much, but at the same time, like. Get, just think about this for a second, and one quarterback especially. Gibbs is dynasty, going to be, though. even in dynasty, like oh for the quarterbacks. I'm with you. I get you. I, what I'm saying is for Gibbs, when you go to one quarterback, Gibbs is going to be a first round pick, man. In in startups, in one quarterback, yep. like do not do not get rid of that for Pearson DJ Moore. Just don't it's do
3: middling, that. Middling, middling,
2: right. And you're only starting ten. There's just, I, there's no way. I'm stay with your Gibbs, man. Personally, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts here.
3: No, I'm just gonna
0: just keep ringing the same bells. And with this team, I would I would lo- be looking to do other trades to get yourself a receiver because when you look at the warp tool over at South Harmon FF, you're talking about three receivers in the top 11 with warp overall. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. includes quarterbacks. So to get into that class, to get someone that is going to perform better than those guys on a per-game basis is seemingly slim. So if you're just trying to round out some depth, I don't know if I like the idea of selling a guy like Gibbs who could be a difference maker on this team where Damian Pierce is okay, but I I, it, I don't love him enough. I said it earlier in the show. So I love DJ Moore, one of my favorite players this year, all in on DJ Moore. But in this case, I'm sticking with Gibbs and trying to get a receiver elsewhere.
2: I'm with you um also Nate said never a doubt Cody he said he didn't die my phone did um I'll just tell you this he he did tell me uh the truth of what happened in text it he, it was hot in that sauna right and then you know he came on the South Harmon like feed and that phone immediately basically was like nah this is just this is just too much heat and yeah, uh, it, it overheated and it's just that was that was the end of the night for it so um too much too much heat in the kitchen who would you drop from Warren, Roshan, Bigsby, and Evan Hall before week 1 to pick up a kicker? Oh my goodness.
3: I think you're playing without a kicker, brother.
2: Gooner boy. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that like to me, can I tell you guys what kickers are to me? Um they're placeholders or like, you know, like Kareem Hunt on waivers. Like that's that's what the kickers are. Um that no Oh man! It, realistically, if this is like a season-long league and you have to have a kicker, goodness, that is this is brutal. This is brutal mm. to cut one of these guys, man.
3: These are I would all. Say these this. Are all
2: the... I would say this. You have give a week. So, if,
3: you got to have something else to cut. Well, here is
2: what here is what you have to do. I think truthfully, I don't know if you can get this done. But what I am doing is I am sniffing around, even if it's season-long, sniffing around on people's benches. Who has the ability to give you a two-for-one trade or something like that? Because like, if you have to cut one of these, this is they're, they're too high of values to do that. So I would see if I could package one of these guys for someone else maybe a little higher, something that you could – even if it's not maybe one of these guys and someone higher on your team, like try to get a two-for-one deal done so you don't have to actually cut one of these guys even if it's season-long Because yeah, cutting I guess... any of these guys is terrible, man, personally. Yeah, go,
0: go to the Najee Harris owner right now. Say Jalen Warren plus Evan All who has some steam has a little bit of helium behind him. Give me player X. Yes. And then wrap
3: Bingo. that
2: up. That's exactly what I think yeah. you have to do. Otherwise, you're cutting someone with too much value, and it's just free. So that's what I'll be yeah. doing.
3: Yeah. You definitely get the most bang for your buck with Warren, I think.
2: I agree. You
3: know, and
0: the, uh, One one thing about this, too, cutting any one of these guys, if it's a fab league, you're setting yourself up to drain your entire fab when you had them on your roster already. Because any yeah, one of these you know injuries, what? any one of these guys hey, that come up with – sh- That brings up a great point,
2: actually. Uh, that brings up a great point. Because this is something that I've done a lot in ball. Now, even if it's a season-long league – If it's in sleeper, you can trade a single player for fab. Go ahead Mm -hmm. and load, see if you can load up like, hey, this guy's going to the waiver wire. Like, let's say worst case scenario, you can't get something done. You can literally start going to owners and be like, hey, I'm cutting player X. It is a trade bidding war. It is a trade bidding war. Whoever is gonna throw the highest amount of fab my way is going to have Jalen, or whoever you decide to cut, Evan Hall, whoever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Get get yourself a little extra, a little extra in the clip. Um, worst case scenario is what I would do.
0: Yeah, make them pay for what they're gonna have to pay if he's a free agent instead and of going to to instead of
2: leaving their team and just going to nothing. It goes to your team, right? Yeah, twelve team, uh, full PPR dynasty big bench dropping Prince and Trey Sermon as my last two spots for Blackshear, Justice Hill, to Marco uh, Brita. Which two do you want out of the ugly group?
0: Uh wow, um, this is as ugly as it gets. This is not
2: generic. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm, I, right. I want I want Cody's expertise on this. So we got generic <laughs> Prince and Trey Sermon leaving. Um, is there Fuck any Trey hope? Is there, is there any hope for Prince?
3: Yes. Okay. I mean, number one speed scoring in last year's draft class. Uh, I did think he'd make the roster. It was interesting. So to did me. I. Yeah. They, they rolled with McKinnon. McKinnon. The thing is, McKinnon, he's a motherfucker, he's a professional, dude. That's straight up. Just that's what kept him on that roster and ultimate receiving back tells me they don't completely trust what so what I would have done if I was Kansas City is I would have been able I would have been totally cool with either cutting McKinnon and rolling with Clyde if you're not happy with Clyde you're going to keep Jerick as the insurance because Isaiah Pacheco has been banged up right if you mm-hmm. don't trust that Pacheco's healthy then I would say you cut one of those other two and keep in prints for that those grinder rules so yeah. it tells me that they, they don't trust uh Clyde still so they kept McKinnon I don't know. Uh, I hope Prince makes it back to the, to the practice squad for them. That would be dope. But I think there's definitely a spot for him somewhere. Sermon, don't care. Blackshear, not good. Uh, going to get punt return duty in Carolina. Not really the best uh, running back purely. They don't really want to use him. It's going to be uh, Miles Sanders, running back one. And then it's going to be both Chuba and Laviska playing running back two for Carolina. So I don't think Blackshear. I think Blackshear is going to get fucked. DeMarcado is... Not a good football player. North and South, fast kid, not good. Team sucks. Don't want him. Brita, four running backs in New York. Don't want him. Peace out, Eric Gray. Better Brightwell. Better. Don't care. Justice Hill. I want him. Period. Okay.
0: Same. Same. I want Hill. Same. I mean, say anything else. I mean, when you when when you do, see
2: go ahead. What's up?
0: No, so when you say Blackshear is fucked, uh, you just what am I? I'm supposed to respond? Same, yeah, he's he might be.
3: <laughs> so the question is, Flowersaurus is Lavisca Chenault there? That's, That's interesting. The There's his, there That's what. T- so I'm telling you, like I'm telling you this right now, is like they're going to use Lavisca Chenault as a running back. I'm, he's too, I'm kind of excited too for B. that. He's two B ahead of Blackshear.
2: Uh, are we? Can Can I ask you this then? Do you think that we could get a Cordero Patterson type performance from Visca?
3: One thousand percent, like that's that's. So when I was there, they didn't they. He practiced on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and he looked good, but they used him everywhere. They used him slot, outside, backfield, and then on Wednesday they had the joint practice with the Jets, and they he didn't practice. And he was okay. not hurt. He, really, he didn't practice. And the and the reporter I talked to is, I would say the best in Carolina, and he said that they're hiding him, and he didn't do anything in preseason. He was a little he he had a little injury. I don't really believe that. and
2: Uh, uh, So you're saying it's like like a Jonathan Taylor injury?
3: Sure. But I also (laughs) mentioned earlier about the Mingo thing is that they don't have a real number one. They don't want a real number one. They have number ones on every single play. So it's like Mingo can run this thing great. Terrace Marshall can do this great. Char can obviously do this great. Thielen can do this great. And Hurst is the dog. So Mm. LaVisca is a Swiss Army knife, and they're going to use a lot. And that's the complete vibe that I got. That's what I came Damn. away with. There was like, they love Sanders. If he's healthy, they love Hurst because he's the leader of the offense. Thielen's is going to be Mr. Dependable and LaVisca is going to be their Swiss army knife. And so the offense is going to be for fantasy. It might be just a fuck fest, but no, nope.
2: you know, know what really though? That, that, that is, that is actually like really interesting information for me because see in best ball, I have a ton of LaVisca that like, frankly, um, let's just admit when I bought it was a totally different um bag of tricks than what I thought I was getting <laughs> regardless though what you pay well it's just where I took him in startups probably and then never okay, was okay. able to sell you know so I probably took him I in like that ninth tenth round he range just, and but he just, he just constantly was he was just diving value and I wasn't willing to sell low and I wasn't willing to sell low until I found out that it was a cratering asset of nothing I had I had you <laughs> yeah. know, Bitcoin or something so <laughs> I I think I think though uh, what I'm trying to get at is in best ball rosters where I have like I have a lot of teams right now where I have four or five over the roster limit and I'm going to have to make a decision next week I might not be willing to cut LaVisca knowing that in best ball damn my decision my decision decision just just got a lot freaking harder
3: man damn it that's the classic dynasty thing isn't it though that's the classic dynasty thing you just talked yourself through is that you bought him high and you're like finally at that point you're like fuck it and then as soon as you say fuck it week week one comes around and he goes to 28 against atlanta
2: can i tell you can i give you the example (laughs) of a person that i did this with and i regret every single share i cut adam adam troutman oh because guess what just happened today albert o got cut and adam troutman is supposedly going to be the one ahead of uh i mean we'll see i don't know if i buy this yet but Ahead of um,
3: you, should you
2: what's should
0: Cody, oh, you got a good take on Troutman. There we this go. Is, this is a little behind Man, the scenes. Listen, the executive. The, if, if, if we get Lavisca Chanel, if we get
2: Lavisca Chanel and Adam Troutman, stamp of approval by Cody Carpentier. Sign me off. Good night. I, I can't be more excited. This is <laughs> this is awesome. Tell me. Tell me.
3: All I'm, all I'm saying is, and again, this was obviously pre qui but I had conversation with. While I was on my training camp tour, I, was like, I had a conversation with another very, very, very well-known national reporter that was at the Denver camp, talks to, talks to these GMs, talks to these coaches, and basically the takeaway from Denver was that Greg Dulcich is in quotes, fucked because of his role in this offense, because he's being looked at as a tweener, because he doesn't fit in Sean Payton's offense. And that's why that depth chart was 100%. Most of these depth charts are bullshit. But when he said that depth chart is 100% true, because Adam Troutman's a run blocker, and that's exactly what they want to do in Denver, and that he brings in his guy, and he's like... This is my, and you can see it. I mean, they traded freaking freaking Wool Lutz, like Lutz. Like, yes. literally what Peyton's doing is rebuilding his own team. They but, drafted Marvin Mims, and the exact same thing they did when he went to New Orleans. They spent that first draft pick on Brandon fucking Cooks, and this is their first pick with Denver. Dude. He's rebuilding the same listen, shit.
2: Listen, listen, listen. You know what's crazy about this? This is one of the things I learned last year. If you guys remember about this time last year, the Albert Aquabanom hype was out of this world. It was so good that I had to learn how to say his last name. Okwebunam, okay, right? I think it you're was, it, wrong. Well, I, I'll just tell you. I, I, I only, know, I
0: thought I was like, that's not how I heard it.
2: Well, <laughs> go go check the YouTubes and, and see how he says it. That's the only person I've ever heard say it that way, was him.
0: Well, then I'm going to teach me that,
2: because I've been saying Okwebunam. Okay, Oquebana. Okwebunam. Okay, Okwebunam.
0: Okay, okay,
2: I'm, I'm imagining that he says it right and everybody else says it wrong, but I actually don't know. I could be wrong, too. Um, <laughs> that
0: would be pretty odd. <laughs>
2: Now,
3: saying his own name wrong, <laughs> that'd
2: be yeah, hilarious. That would
0: be pretty weird. But are you dumb? Every,
2: everybody was real hype on him. Randy but what happened <laughs> Th- that that new regime at the time, right? They they just brought in Dolchitz, that was their guy, right? And as soon as Dolchitz was ready to go, you saw him get all the work. Okwebanam was re- rendered to nothing. And what happens now next year? They have a whole new regime again. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the Dolchitz tale is something of. of you know the last coaching staff and i think at tight end when it's not like a solidified stud i think we need to pay more attention to a regime change and when they do change and you hear stuff like that that may not just be noise that might actually be something that you need to pay attention to
3: yeah that's what i'm worried about is that he he's literally not the mold like they bring in chris Manhurst as well chris Manhurst is a freaking run blocking tight end.com And we know Troutman is that too, but we know Troutman can also receive. So, and they drafted, they didn't draft, but they brought in Nate Adkins. Like, there's just like dudes like this that aren't good at receiving. And it's the thing when you look at like the New Orleans build, and it brings me right back to Carolina, what I was just talking about a minute ago. What another guy I talked to down there was like the entire last regime with Matt Rule, they didn't teach these guys how to play football as far as like being a receiver it was just like hey you're a tight end your job is to block Mm -hmm. like we don't even want to use you you're just your job is to block and what did like sean payton do he had like jared outside of having jimmy graham it was like jared cook it was you know he had juan mercedes just all these big massive donkeys right their job is to catch balls in the red zone shut up and block yeah and, like, Dalsich is not that. Dalsich is dynamic, 16.7 yards per reception in college. Like, he's built to be in the freaking slot, ripping it down the the seam. And if they don't know how to use him, that's bad coaching straight up. But, right, I mean, good, good luck getting a third-round picker better for a tight end. Like, I don't really see that happening. But whoever no. gets him, send nope. him to uh, uh, the Chargers.
2: But, but that, that oh, there you go.
3: Oh,
0: send them home, baby, back to send L.A. Them but send them home. Send you know, back to not c-
2: L.A. That, that's actually a good point because if someone knows how – let me say this, not knows how. If they're going to utilize a Dolchich in the right way, like that's what everyone's envisioning for Kincaid, right, how they're going to use him in Buffalo. That's what gets everyone excited. But if you're not going to run the sets and you're not going to have the personnel packages where Dolchich is going to be able to thrive – like, he's not, he is not set. He is not a player type to sit in there on 12 personnel and just block. Like, that's actually, if you're running 12 personnel, like, I'm not saying he's going to run a bunch of it, but if you do, that's a tell if you have him out there and you're always throwing, right? Like, you don't want to do a lot of that.
1: Right.
3: I, th- I think the only way that I'm wrong in this take, and again, this isn't even a take, this is just relaying messages, is that because of the injuries that they are finally like, hey, man, we have to put him at like Z and he just goes out there and plays wide receiver. But I don't even think, I think he fails at that. So, you know what? That's a good point think, though.
2: Denver uh, has just, had a bunch of, a barrage of injuries at the since, position.
3: That was since the conversation that I had too. So again, in things two can weeks, change. things, things, wow. can, things can change. But what I'm saying is like two weeks ago, they didn't have a plan and he was listed at tight end. And then they had some receiver injuries, but I still What you're don't. saying is
0: Dolchitz is plan C at, in the offense. They didn't have a plan for him two weeks ago, but these injury one happens to and then injury two could happen, and now they have plan C, Greg Dolchitz. That's not a whole lot to bet into.
2: I wouldn't be surprised oh. if they uh, pick up Austin Watkins, uh Browns. Isn't he going like
3: isn't he going like tight end nine right now or something in seasonal? Like or is eleven? I can't remember where Let's it was at. See. maybe I'm wrong. Too high, though, that's what I know.
2: Yeah, so he has dipped in dynasty, at least. I'm just, This is not seasonal, by the way. This is dynasty. He's dipped down to 16, tight end 16. But I'll just tell you, a key trade cut had him about two months ago as a top eight tight end, man. So uh, yeah, just crazy stuff. All right, super chat. Quick question. In 12 teams, start 10. 1.5 tight end premium, super flex startup. Is Mandrew's oh. warp worth enough to the Lamar owner to go 305 over Olave Higgins, JT Smitty? I'll say this. The answer is no for me. But what do you guys think? 1.5 tight end premium, for me, I'll just clarify, that premium isn't high enough. And I would have to see the warp chart to prove that it's different for me because I'm imagining this is full PPR. So, like, I I love that stack, by the way. But if this is 1.75 or 2 tight end premium, I think we're having a different discussion. But taking him ahead of an Alave – I'm not even going to bring JT into the mix. I think that's too early at this point, what we know with JT, right? Taking him ahead of Olave seems very rich for me, man, personally, and yeah. only a 1.5 tight end premium. But I'm curious what you guys say.
0: Olave. I, I, yeah, yeah I, I, when I see these names, it's the Olave that sticks out the most to me. Where I, I, I'm yep. going to go with the Olave over over Andrews. And even T. Higgins posted a pretty good warp last year, so even he presents mm-hmm. some pretty solid value there. Uh, and it's just it is such a good stack. It's so enticing, but I'm going to go Alave.
2: Yep, I, I I just need that uh that premium to be higher to where like all right, I'm probably looking at more True of difference a maker. difference maker because mm-hmm. like now if you told me it's Higgins or Smitty, I'm still probably going to take that. However, I'd acknowledge even at 1.5, it's a little closer for me. But j- just in market what Alave is right now, dude, I can't, I can't, I can't do that, man. I can't do mm-hmm. that. No way no freaking way. You guys got to stop uh overlapping with Dynasty Trains and 5. I know Fantasy Plumber. I know we're second choice on your list. I know. I I can see the surge and people coming. All right. I understand and it's okay. I'm I'm happy to be your sloppy seconds and I appreciate you still coming through <laughs> at the end of the night, man. We're here. You you missed the sauna, but you can go back and rewatch it. It was pretty awesome. Um All right. Let's see what we got here. I I I also we're hour and 15, so if these guys need to roll, all they got to do is tell me and we can we can get up out of here. Uh, digging the new A-Warp. It's wi- wildly more useful for non-best ball leagues. Yes, I agree. Um, shout out to Koopa for that. He also said, you, Cody, uh, you at Cody, are you also a Ravens, a Ravens transplanted here in Roanoke?
3: First off, Koopa, uh, how do you know I'm in Roanoke? Secondly, I'm not a Ravens fan. Listen, this just, listen. This is just the greatest football player to ever walk, so – um, I, I this is a weird ass. question. Koopa, get out of can, his closet. Can
2: I? Can I? His, can his I, wife can I tell man. you? Can I tell you the he answer? He needs
3: a
0: companionship.
2: Yeah, he's Cooper, he's probably at the out. door. No, he
0: needs the companionship. But Cody, <laughs> what
2: what I will tell you is, listen. Um, th- there's nothing like there's nothing that Koopa doesn't know. So so don't take it personal. Just understand that. How cause does he He know he, he, know, he know he knows just because he because that's where he lives. Bullshit. No, I swear. What? He, yeah, he said he told me he's like I think based on what I know, which I'm telling you is everything. He's like I think Cody doesn't live very far from me, and uh, maybe we should grab a drink sometime. I was what, like, is he
3: in Roanoke, Virginia? Or is he in Roanoke, Texas? Virginia. This is the same Cooper that I met.
2: <laughs> this, is, cause this is this is the Koopa Troopa, absolutely, man. Y'all are neighbors, man. Uh, you posted something about it at Railyard Dogs. <laughs>
3: Oh, oh my see. God, I'm so like... Look at look at I'm his mind going.
2: is actually blown. His mind is warped. That's what mind warp <laughs> is right there. You see that? That's mind warped right there. Koopa, go hang
0: out. He, he needs someone around right now. He's a lonely man
3: right now. That's fire as fuck, dude.
2: I'm dead. Koopa saw Cody at the gym. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Um, all right. <laughs> this, is, this is how I know it's a good one. We're getting way off the rails and I absolutely love it. All right. Gunner boy. <laughs> And putting the eggplant in front of it. Appreciate it. Would you try and package Deontay or Elijah Moore and Jalen Warren for Antonio Gibson? Well, let me ask you guys, before I even ask the tear up, a, a up approach here, is Antonio Gibson clearly ahead of Jalen Warren for you guys in Dynasty and in Fantasy this year?
0: Yes. For me, he is, Yes.
2: I see Cody's. I don't think Cody can answer another question after what's what's I, taking place.
3: Okay, you got to ask a question. <laughs> ask a question again. Wait, did you just say Antonio Gibson had a Jalen Warren this year?
2: Yeah, exactly. I, I see. Uh, I got to shake. I got to shake Cody out of it. You know,
3: <laughs> dude, wake, wake up, up like, Cody. Jog, jog around the house quick. Um, <laughs> I don't Bro, know, Cooper. You
2: see what you did? You 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 have literally blown co- uh, <laughs> Cody on air, man. This is wild. <laughs> All right, this, Antonio uh, Gibson or, or Jalen Warren?
3: Gibson. I got, I got okay.
2: Gibson. All right. Now, is the difference between the two of them enough to add a Deontay or Elijah Moore to it?
3: No.
2: Agreed. Maddie? I'm going to say Not yes even. for
0: Elijah Moore. I'm going to say yes for Elijah Moore, no for Deontay.
2: I'll tell you, what? okay. Uh, If yeah. it's a shallow lineup league, if we're only starting nine, I could maybe see it. I'll say this. What I'm hearing and what I saw in training camp, Elijah Moore is going to get a lot more run than people think. So it's literally a bet of do you believe that he's talented and that Watson is going to return to form. Because if that's the case, I think that Elijah Moore could be much better than people are giving him credit for. That's my personal opinion.
3: We understand that Jalen Warren and Antonio Gibson are in the same role, right? Like, correct. Gibson has more upside because of his athleticism, but I, there's no difference in trade that you could put somebody like this in there. The, the only, the
2: only difference would be Cody for me is if you think that the enemy is eventually going to say, you know what? Gibson here, here are the keys to the rig again. Like we're going to give gonna you, give the- I, like that's the I, I, I'm with you. I don't think that's happening. I'm saying the only way you would sh- you should be making this trade is if you think that is in the realm of possibilities. Because yeah, if they're if they're playing similar roles. It's just a matter of is there an injury in front of them to B Rob as the plotter or to Najee Harris? Otherwise, and they're probably playing the same role.
0: That, Cody, what, that was what, the most disrespectful ass <laughs> shit you've ever said in my presence. I will say, Mike would, Mike would be having a feeling. in the day same right type now. of role with Antonio Gibson. No, listen, role, brother. But role, role's how is how they're going to be deployed, few, though,
3: right? There was very few yeah. motherfuckers that talk Gibson like I and you talk Gibson, and I'm a hundred percent. But what I'm saying is. Is that they've only fucked him in Washington, and that they have Brian Robinson, who's a plotter, and they literally just brought in one of the worst plotter running backs I've ever set up. eyes on—that weighs 230 pounds, Chris Rodriguez. Say his name. I've never, yes. I've Chris never Rodriguez. seen Wolf. a a running back try harder in drills at the Senior Bowl than Chris. I've never seen a running back try harder <laughs> in anything than Chris Rodriguez did to try to keep up with guys like Roshan Johnson in practice, and he, he he almost blew up both knees, quads, and ankles doing that. Oh and my he's goodness! Not good. that what painful. I'm telling you is. Is if and Robinson is also equally as bad at that at those same the year before, mm-hmm. but they're going to use that like that role is the is the Rivera role and it's like it's never going to disappear. One of them gets hurt, the other one's going to be there. Whereas you're looking at Pittsburgh, it's like Warren can equally be looked at because if Naji's down,
2: it's yeah, Well, it's, let's go. I will say this: my I, I There's almost too wished, much
0: projectability there for me. There's just way too much. I, we, I do we, wish Mike seen. was here.
2: So. Y- before when he was here um, right before the expo brought the casting couch back out right Mike was on the casting couch <laughs> and he said he, pr- he professed his love for Jalen and I said what I don't even know you anymore who, who, who is this guy and he said that you know the Steelers basically the Steelers depth chart has zero like there is no one with a it's realm of a threat long. yeah exactly there, no, And he, we know he, what they, that he, is right
3: no, I don't think we do
2: you, oh you you think there's something there
3: I don't like him.
2: Okay, I don't either. But
3: but he's there, and I'm telling you that he does not look bad. Okay, practiced.
2: That's fair. I, I it's I'm like, not even a Jalen Warren guy, but I, yeah. I I just think that that means that if something was to happen to Najee, he's going to get a pretty damn good workload. Maybe not full Najee, but let's say eighty percent of get that
3: full Najee. Yeah, but yes.
0: So now right, this is so what the I'm difference saying, is that Jalen
2: Warren does have a he may have an actual role. Maybe not quite Tony Pollard as far as that role, but like he might have a lighter Tony Pollard role in the season. And then also there's upside if there's an injury was Mike's point. And Eric brought that to his attention. Eric Van Eck, uh, shout mm-hmm. out to America's Game. The difference is for me though, and I, this is where I wanted would love to hear Mike, because Mike is one of the biggest Antonio Gibson truthers in the world. I mean, I had some of it, but it, Mike is. If you told me right now that both of these guys are going to take the keys, I still want Gibson.
3: Yes, 100%. so
2: that's where I lean, Gibson. But to the point of the role, Maddie, it's not about who I think is better talent. I think when I say role or when we talk about role, it's just what to- how Tomlin and how you know Rivera and these guys are going to be enemy are going to use the backs. It's not necessarily the talent. It's just the role that they're going to be given out of the out of the gates.
0: Right. I, I understand that, but the role for Jalen Warren to me is all projectability on an injury. That la- I mean, last year he he had plenty of chances to overtake Najee with Liz Frank, and he you know he, he didn't wasn't like he was like a world beater. Jalen Warren is a sub specimen, five eight two zero seven. He's a sub athlete. He looks great mm-hmm. in the preseason. Run r- sixty two yard touchdown. Efficient on though,
2: time. right? Was he efficient? He
0: he he yeah. He's a he's a good. He looks a lot better than his athleticism displays. I'll give him that. But we're talking about Gibson's role. Even if he has the shittiest role, he's still a ten-point plus game producer in a fantasy level. A guy who scored t- t- double-digit touchdowns each of his first two years. So I don't think that the role is a biggest problem. Whereas Jalen Warren, is looking for an injury. Where the role for Gibson's better now. And if there is an injury and he gets the bell cow role mm-hmm. in any capacity, I mean, this guy. We're still talking about a kid in Antonio Gibson, who's only twenty-five, six foot two, thirty, super athlete. Nobody here. Nobody
2: McQueen. here will argue. Against what no. Gibson can be as a freak. No nobody's right. doing that. Let so let's say, just even stop as there. As
0: what he has, yeah. even what he has done in the NFL, Jalen Warren may not even sniff that in his career. Okay. He may never now, have a rack season. Okay. He may never have a double
2: digit But let me season. ask you this. He's a
3: definition of a jag. Like everybody knows that.
2: All right, but let me ask you guys this real quick. Because the question on the screen is who is better Najee or B Rob, fantasy plumber. I like where you're going hey, with this. Hey, I, I'm gonna take it I'm gonna take it as a sign of disrespect. But yeah. it's okay. We know it's Najee. Now, let is me ask true? you guys does this, you though.
0: does he mean Bijan? He doesn't mean Bijan Rob, right? He means Brian
2: Rob. Of course. We're talking about Gibson's, uh, the lead back in front of Gibson. <laughs> so it better I mean, not be Bijan. This is insanity. What nah, are you but saying here? Here's the thing. We got to get to a super chat, too. And then uh, we'll see where these guys are at, if they're, if they're feeling or not feeling the South Harmon AMA. Oh, I'm we we, 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 know, we know it's Najee, but let me, the, the thing is, let's say Gibson even has a clearer path to lead back. Let's even let's even say that was the case. I, I think you could probably debate it, but let's say it was. Like who's who's playing quarterback all season for this Washington team? Brissett, Howl, Sam.
3: Sam it seems like it's gonna be Howell.
2: Well, I think Howell's gonna start, but is he gonna like keep the job it's, the whole season? Do we know it's that
3: gonna be, it's gonna be his job unless they're fi- until they get six games under five hundred?
2: But that's the, my point: is that are they going to be? Are they gonna be good yeah. enough? Are they even gonna win any games? Are they gonna score points? Because what I have seen from the preseason out of Kenny Pickett in this offense is I want the running back in the Pittsburgh offense right now. I actually really want that. This offense looks a lot better, and that is something we also have to keep in mind. So talk to him, Cody.
3: Talk to him, man. Damn, it. I ain't got much to say, man. I ain't got much. That's exactly – I mean, we talked – me and Maddie have talked about this, the Najee thing. Najee is literally – talked about this with Nate, too. I don't know if Nate's still in the chat, but we're talking about this at the expo. Nate, are you he's still like,
2: in the sauna? Come on.
3: <laughs> Najee is – this year's Josh Jacobs, who we were talking about earlier. That's what Let's he go. is. Let's go. Let's go. Sitting right there in front of us.
2: Listen, Mike That's and I had is. Mike and I had Nick Arcalano on 40 Chess last year, right? And we dropped on him. The, is Josh Jacobs arbitrage Joe Mixon from last year? And boom, look at it. Here we go, man. Yeah. There you have it. Najee is back. Um, all right. Super chat in single quarterback leagues man we've gotten a ton of single quarterback questions um i'll be honest i don't play in single qb so i i know it by helping answer questions but i'm not the best at this how do you evaluate first seems everything after 103 takes a huge drop think i could trade adams and a 25 mid first for lamb so do you guys want to take this first or do you want me to go
0: yeah, I'll take it. I mean, I I still play in like my home, my home league, my favorite league that I, I, pay, I care about is uh, one QB. So I am still in those waters a tad. And mm-hmm. how do I evaluate? First, it's obviously uh, it it all depends on the quarterbacks for superflex because we have a draft like this year where the quarterbacks there was four, then there was three. Next year, right now there is two could end up being four or five, and that fluctuates what positions are, uh, where the skill set positions go. But in one QB, all of that is pushed up. But in terms of evaluating the first, I think you kind of have to evaluate them it's all relative. You still evaluate them very, very importantly because even this draft, he says it is a huge drop after the 103. I would disagree. I think Addison is still a great pick in your 1QB leagues uh, at 104. And I think that, you know, getting Roshan later in round one, Jaden Reed round two, Kendra Miller in that round, I think those will be proven to be good picks later on so i think you still have to value the first rounders uh it's just all relative man it just it's all relative because i'm gonna now i play a lot of superflex and i still play in one qb a, a tad and it's all just relative it's all just a scale you you slightly slide over so you still got to evaluate it still be still be important with it but to, to hit this trade that you're offering if you can get this done man
2: like get that shit done hmm Okay, Cody. Any any yeah, other thoughts?
3: One one million percent, and yeah. you know the the drafts are they come as they go. Every year is a little bit different per expectation. So I'm not going to talk about the future classes. But what I will say is exactly that you're talking about a, a guy like Lamb who's got like seven years on Adams, and you're talking about giving up a simple mid first round pick in a year that's a couple of years down the road that we have no idea what the you know the nil stuff can do to these stuff. Like we're, we're entering a new World, when it comes to oh, yeah. players starting to stay in college and stuff, so we have no idea what, what anything looks like that far down the road. Uh And you are talking about you, Lamb versus Adams, straight up, like
2: miles, right? Miles difference, that. yeah. yeah. So it's miles different. So a twenty-five mid first, right? So l- let's talk about the first for a second, and this is where I can speak from it, helping people in in the one quarterback, but really from the super flex lens, I think is how you can really understand why this is such a fucking smash for the Lamb side. So what makes the draft picks more devalued in one quarterback is that one superflex scarcity is not there. So quarterback becomes just like it is in the NFL and superflex leagues and higher two quarterback, right. And, and further on from that, it's so scarce and it's so premium that it becomes the most important thing. So if you look at ADP, for example, in superflex 101 to 104 quarterbacks, then you get some JJ, you get some chase, but after that, you still got, you know, Jackson, Herbert, T law, Literally over half of the first round. And then the second round, all these guys are still, what are they? <laughs> They're all quarterbacks. Now, when you take that out of the mix at the one quarterback, CD Lamb's already a first round pick in Superflex leagues. CD Lamb is a top five pick. He is, you know, the Jalen Hurts type value asset in that, that format. They're, a mid first and 25, like, think about why the value of first are what they are. Because at 105, you're looking at you know a receiver that maybe we kind of like, but there's nothing solidified there as far as like dynasty value. CD Lamb, like we can argue, is he wide receiver three, four, or five all we want? He's a top five to seven pick in this, and he is a he's a cornerstone piece because quarterbacks don't hold the same market. So this right. is easy, man. Get rid of that 25 first, and go get yourself CD Lamb. But not even close. Not even close, in my opinion. No. Um, all right, what, what do you guys think? One, one more question? One more? You guys got one more? Hell yeah. Right.
3: Hell yeah. Whatever you want, brother. Whatever you want. Oh, We're it's here. my world? Oh, We're here, homie.
2: I love this. All right, <laughs> Sean says 12-team Superflex start 10. We're back to the Superflex lane, so I like this. JT and Lamb or Justin Jefferson and J-Mo? Ooh. So the re- really the difference is, is the difference between Justin Jefferson and or Lamb? This is Dynasty, I'm imagining Sean? Yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah, it gotta be dynasty. So, is the difference between JJ and Lamb bigger than the difference currently between JT and JMO, Which uh, not not a big JMO guy here personally, but I'm gonna I
3: was gonna say I'm gonna act like Jamo's not a part of this deal, and I'm just gonna call it JJ for Lamb and JT, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. say I'm take, I'm gonna take the Lamb side because uh, they're yeah, I mean everything you guys talked about earlier as far as having Lamb wide receiver three i have him wide receiver four so i don't really have a big argument against lamb and you're talking about j2 jt who we i think we're all in agreement has at least two three years left
2: definitely
3: unless something happens right like i get the running back style early but jt is also like a top 10 all-time prolific athlete at the position all-time running back you don't have to go over his accolades and Jamo, J- as far as I'm concerned right now, he's on the same trajectory as like the Bateman's of the world where it's like strike one, two, three, we're on strike three right now. And they get four strikes and they're dead to me and he's almost there. So I'm um, uh, what do you like if he ends up hitting it's so he ends up hitting, but I just, it was just, no. yeah,
2: no, I I agree with the take of like Jamo almost in this deal doesn't become really much of a, a factor yeah. for me at all. Maddie, what do you, yeah. do you think?
0: I'm I'm locked with you on JMO. Uh, I'm just I've, i feel like it, he's on the wrong team, also to have all these red flags. Dan Campbell don't give a fuck if you ain't reliable. He showed that with DeAndre Swift, and JMO is oh, showing time and that, time again he's not reliable. Man. I know he I, it does it does, but it is what it is. That's he's true. not reliable, so I'm gonna throw him out of it here too. And when I just kind of use the warp tour and kind of just use my you know add in my belief of where you know Jonathan Taylor is for me, you know the difference of is about one point of warp between Jefferson and Lamb. And I think that if, you know, we can get Jonathan Taylor back to, you know, the running back three level, which presents 2.2 last year and Josh Jacobs, that makes it a clear win for me going Lamb. And it's like a warp of around four as opposed to 2.6. That's enough for me to, to be very, very happy about coming up with JT and Lamb.
2: So, I would say this. The way I dynasty, and if you've watched this for long enough, you know that running backs have a, have a big place in my heart right and i'm rocking the jt jersey so you already know for me i would take the jt and the lamb side like but but here's what i will say and where i've kind of grown and learned is i probably will take this but i would i would ask you sean oh make the run game great (laughs) look at this man look (laughs) at this this has been a show man i don't care if Dynasty Trades and 5 is on or not. This is the Damn, show you needed to see.
0: They listen to the Sona and Baron Trump all in one episode? This is insane, dude. I don't even
2: know if I can make my point anymore. Like I, I Cody just did to me what Koopa did to him <laughs> earlier. I, I, I'm pretty much lost <laughs> any thought processes. Good Lord, this is fantastic. Right, just just take a picture in your mind. You, you can come back and watch this anytime, but just take a picture in your mind of this. This is a moment you'll never forget. What was I actually saying? Um, oh, all right. So the only question and what I've learned is that because JT is at such a discount right now, can you get more if you had the Justin Jefferson side and you're selling? That That's literally the only thing for me because I want, I want the Lamb and JT side of this, but I've also been a part of selling Chase and JJ Light because the market for them is so stupid. So that'd be my only caveat is just it before, if you have the JJ and JMO side, Ask yourself, like, does it feel light in your league, and you know your league mates better than we do, and can you squeeze something else out of them? That's all. Mm-hmm. That, that's what. That's that's what I would say in final summary, and that's probably the last point, point, point I can actually make that's decent for the rest of the evening because this is, <laughs> this is now where my this is now. <laughs> oh my goodness! Ain't no way, <laughs> bruh I swear, man, this has been this has been this has been incredible. Like the impromptu shit that has taken place tonight, man. This is why y'all are at South Harmon, man. This is it right here. Um,
3: can we get a grade on that Juneberry Red Bull or what? I've been waiting for that this whole time. Dude,
2: trash. This is, it, well, I fucking love. I think it, it, it's trash.
0: I think it's oh. trash. What?
3: Hold on. I, think it's trash.
2: I need. I trash. need. I need justification because you can go watch I, Maddie mind warped. I've been drinking these for about two months strong. See, I got, you know, young baby at home, wife's back at school. Like sleep is not a thing that I have anymore. Like this is kind of my formula of sleep right now. And they're, I love them. So I need to know why they stink. Why do you like hate, why do you hate like Justin you. Jefferson? Why do you hate Jamar Chase? Why do you hate <laughs> I don't like the clear one hundred and one in one quarterback, man?
0: No, the tro- the one hundred and one is the tropical dude. The, the yellow can. That's my shit. That's my favorite one.
2: That's fine. I, okay, so so you just let me ask you. This. So you have a preference of a different Red Bull flavor?
0: Yeah, I, I speak in hyperbole,s and I had a slight preference. So that's basically me in a nutshell.
2: But do you do you actually dislike this, or is it just that you prefer a different one? Is my question? No, I just
0: prefer another one. It was okay. I, 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 this, was, this is wow, literally just it. like, this,
3: like this is like. Oh, I have Jefferson over Chase because Chase sucks. Does the, Chase suck? No, he's number two. No, nah, nah. that 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 flavor to me is more
0: like a, that's like literally a Jalen Waddle. It's
3: like a Jalen Waddle. It's like a Jalen, oh. Jalen Waddle. Oh, that's I like that's it, cold.
0: But I don't. Cold. I, I, oh, that I don't like you know it. what, man? That,
2: that that right there. <sighs> He's not Mike, so I won't mute him. But like, if I had full <laughs> reign, like that's a mute worthy. J- you know how we feel about Jalen Waddle on this show too. I feel I, I feel cool. like that Wouldn't was. Wouldn't you think? Gig. I'd use that.
0: You 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 think I you threw out the Jalen Waddle con- like it, there was no coincidence? Still, you was just if I if I
2: had the ability, I would have Maddie doing the waddle, like doing the the crazy waddle right now. Cody, do it, do it, Cody. Do let's it do you. it, man. Come on, do it to him. <laughs> Come on, Cody, with the hat on.
3: <laughs> <laughs> do it to him, then, huh?
2: Bro, I cannot wait. Y'all are staying at the shit house next year, I pray. Because we're gonna it's gonna be epic, man. Um, Corey was at the shit house. Uh he was the valedictorian of Savage Semester. Um, if you've seen the movie Um Wolf of Wall Street, and he's got the whole room kind of behind him, they got the Stratton Oakmont sign in the background, and he's closing somebody. And he's, you know, kinda licking his hand and doing all that. <laughs> Corey's literally behind me talking, but there's no camera, and I didn't see it. And, Mike, if you go back and watch it, you can see that's what Corey's doing. But he is out here with our last Super Chat and last question of the evening because I'm not going to hold these guys too much. Uh, Fizzle says that Red Bulls are trash, Monster Rehabs are the one-on-one. I, I do like some rehabs, but they just don't, they don't have that same kick. Uh, that i need you, you know? need a bite
3: re- re- rehabs are garbage i will say that uh <laughs> zero al- Sorry, Fizzle. i've been drinking zero ultras all the way through college i drank them so much that the taste burnt my tongue i can't drink them anymore and so you, <laughs> so can you
2: taste I- anything like if t-rock cooked you so a good you meal are- could you taste <laughs> it i will yeah, say too- so, you know,
3: what, I'm, what i'm saying is like so i have a very addictive personality so in like high school i drank mountain dew and fat goo like was my job and then i couldn't <laughs> taste it anymore so then i went to monster ultras zero ultras fat zero sugar, sugar or whatever drank them till i couldn't taste them and then i drank rain so look you see the levels here right mountain dew Bro. to monster it's like Wait, what did you drink to, to rain rain uh uh tr- uh, fucking, uh rainbow Sherbet, which is 300 <laughs> milligrams and, and then i can't taste those anymore Bro, so now tonight, just do pre, now it's just straight pre workout. Right just pre workout now,
2: bro. <laughs> I'm literally. In
3: tears it just right gets now, more and more
0: severe. He's like, you know, I monster was my gateway drug, and then I went to Red Bull, you know, it just my tolerance got too high. It's like dude, now he's on the meth of, of what did you So do so, so now what me. I'm
3: asking is is there anybody in the chat that has some uh
2: Cody, they can't be garbage. If you just, can't taste I'm them. Just, I will say kidding, Cody is trying his best to kill the fizzle uh, experience because anything fizzle likes, you know, CD lamb, nah, not my wide receiver three. Monster <laughs> hey, rehab, fizzle nah. Knows, fizzle, fizzle knows I fucked up. Now, fizzle knows a real one, but, you know, on, on stream, th- these guys are, you know, they're fizzle, firing ice you, today.
0: Brother. I got you, brother. Rehabs are delicious.
2: Now, um. <laughs> if you kind of yeah. caught it throughout the song right
3: i feel good coming out
2: fizzle kind of uh <laughs> by the way corey says geez, oh, this is almost uh, impossible to get iced through. tea
3: got that iced tea iced tea rehab yeah yeah okay
2: just got home from coaching 14 to 6 w had to catch the end now if you caught the intro guys and and you heard fizzle right he kind of throws in the the ad lib all right Ha! Huh? and uh it became the theme of the weekend so I see T rocks in here with it, and uh, we'll exit with it. Ha! Fizzle man, what is going on here, Adam man? I'm yelling. <laughs> Cody is the obstinate. <laughs> <laughs> Listen man, we love we love Fizzle. We love all of you guys tapping in. I'm not gonna lie, this was an AMA for the fucking books, man. This was, bro, the energy. The nate Prime impromptu. You know what's crazy? I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you what. I don't even know what to think yet. Because I, I asked Nate, like, hey, would you want to collab this week? He's like, listen, man, it's, it's been busy for me, you know. And then y'all pop on. And all of a sudden, he, he, he's on the show in the sauna. Like, listen, there there is nothing. Like, the executives are bringing the heat to South Harmon AMA. Then we got the uh, <laughs> make the run game great again hat. This has been fantastic, man. Uh, appreciate you guys hopping on. Mike... Um, you can retire, man. You can just run the books. We got this. We'll take it from here.
3: <laughs> I love Hi. you, buddy.
2: Huh? Yeah. Anything you guys want to plug before we get up out of here, man? Last last, uh, last hurrahs before we dip, brother. Appreciate you guys, for real.
3: You know what it is. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Adam. This is awesome. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash executives. We got a show popping out three days a week starting next week. No paywall, but you'll learn about it on executives. Patreon.com forward slash executives let's
2: go Tune man in, tap in appreciate it man i'm in uh whatever they decided to make their highest tier i'm like yeah this is where i'm coming to stay so um it's i can tell you penthouse i'm telling you it's you know i got the top i got the top suite right i got the penthouse going if it's good enough for me i know it's good enough for y'all check it tap in maddie anything
0: no i just want to say thank you for having me on you know uh Mike came on the game plan. You weren't able to come on, so I missed you. So I get my Adam fix here on AMA. Right, on I needed it. I uh, needed but,
2: it, man. I needed it. First I needed first it. guest without Mike had to be Maddie and Cody. So I appreciate you guys. We are out of this thing. We'll see you back here next Tuesday. Same time, same place. Unfortunately, we won't have the executives. Won't be quite as good. But it'll be damn close. We're out of this thing. Peace.